Welcome to the build-up on Balls.ie in association with Labrooks. Please bet responsibly. Visit dunlui.net for further information. Hello and welcome to the build-up here on Balls.ie in association with Labrooks. You're looking ahead to the biggest events of the sporting week. Now, we've been talking a lot about the Euros, uh, Euro 2020 obviously underway. There's lots more sport as well. It might have missed uh, some people's attention that there's a US Open starting in just two days. I'm delighted to say that we've got Mike Bailey, US golf writer on, who we always have for the majors. Mike, you've given us some great tips uh, in the past on this show, but it is kind of incredible that like, I, I'm, I'm sure it's not the case in the golf world, but for some in the more general sport world, we've got like, you know, the US Open just kind of popping up out of nowhere. It, it, I think it might be because we just had a major three weeks ago. Yeah, it, it seemed like it was last weekend that Phil won, right? Yeah. <laughs> out of nowhere. By the way, I didn't have him, but <laughs> I don't think anybody <laughs> does. <really. laughs> Yeah, um, so just it was just uh, that was a really really fun week uh, over here. We had uh, Shane Lowry and Podrick Harrington playing together on the on the last day. Harrington rolling back the years, uh, Phil doing his thing. It was one of those kind of magical uh, golf weeks. Now the U.S. Open is in Torrey Pines this week, and the last time it was in Torrey Pines, and in fact the only time it was, usually the home of the the Farmers Insurance, I think in early season on the PGA Tour. But the only other time it's it's hosted the U.S. Open was another one of those great golf weeks because it was Tiger Woods' last U.S. Open title. It was his last major up until 2019. And he went uh, toe-to-toe with Rocco Mediate for the whole 19 holes on the Monday. Uh, Rocco, one of these kind of journeyman-style golfers who like just had the week of his life up against the greatest of all time, who had a torn ACL and a stress fracture in his leg, we later find out. I wonder, is that one of the most memorable U.S. Opens that's ever happened? Well, I mean... We're never going to forget that putt that, that put it into the playoff where he's pointing at the ball. And, you know, that it, on those Polana greens, it seems like it changed direction about seven times and then <laughs> went into the center of the hole. And you're just thinking, Tiger's made a deal with the devil here because, um, you know, the odds of making that putt weren't that good. And, and but when Tiger's putting it, they're really good. I mean, he just, that was a period in his life where it seemed like everything he looked at, he made. If it was important, I mean, if he needed the putt, he was going to make it, and he made it then. But you know, give Rocco credit. The next day in the playoff, like you said, toe to toe the whole way. I mean, he had his chances. Um, but yeah, it's epic. I mean, it's definitely one of the most memorable U.S. Opens, certainly of our generation. When you think of Tiger Woods, um, you know, in 10, 15 years' time, and we think back of, like, the great golfer he is, I feel like there's going to be a lot of Augusta in there, in our memory, and I think then maybe the the three slams in a row, or the four slams in a row in, in, in 2000, 2001, are, and, and the way he kind of, like, destroyed Pebble Beach in the 2000 US Open. But I wonder, is that 2008 going to be there in terms of just his sheer will, in that, like, you know, you have this putt to go and save a tournament, and it's a more or less impossible one. But there's only one person that the whole country or the whole world is watching thinking, yeah, but if anyone can make it, it's going to be Tiger. And then you go and do it. It's like Michael Jordan hitting the shot, you know, like in the buzzer. Just, that's Tiger's legacy is that he's the only one who could do that. And he went out and did it. Yeah. yeah. You know, when you think about Tiger Woods, uh, I mean, obviously there, there's the debate of who's the greatest golfer of all time. And, and many of us feel like the Tiger is, even though he doesn't have the the record for majors but one thing i've always thought about tiger is he's he's never been and as talented as he is he's never been an underachiever he's mm-hmm. always 
been able to go even beyond his own talent, it seems like. I mean, I've never seen a guy that could focus the way that he could focus and and will himself to win the way that he is he has done. And you can you can even take that to you know to his last Masters win when nobody expected him to come out and do that, and and he was able to do that. I mean, and and then, and then you think about like you said Pebble Beach where he was so dominant and won by I don't know a hundred shots, um, <laughs> you know. And 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 you know you could take it to you know the Open too when he's won there. I'm, I mean, you know, the time that he won at St. Andrews, and I, I don't know if he ever hit a driver, you know, so it was just yeah. crazy the way he's dominated the sport in his wins and especially in his major wins. Um, so, yeah, that but that you're right, that battle in 2008 uh, between Tiger and Rocco. You know, the other one that I kind of compare it to is when he, when he won the PGA at, at Valhalla, and I was there for that one, over Bob May, a guy that, really was somebody we've never heard from again and, mm. and never heard from before. But that was another one where, you know, Bob may had every opportunity to pull the upset and Tiger just willed himself to victory there. Um, so, you know, he has that, you know, just, he, it's just, it's Tiger Woods, you know, that's, yeah. that's all yeah. you can say. It's just, he's unique. And, and uh, you know, we'll never forget the, the way that he's won a lot of these majors. Yeah, be interesting to see whether we ever see uh, Tiger back out in the major again. Hopefully we do, but it won't be this year. And uh, without Tiger, we're waiting for somebody to kind of grab that brass ring, Mike, and nobody's quite doing it yet. But after what happened at the PGA, which, uh, like, I mean, it's been an ongoing story bubbling for, like, over a year now between Bryson DeChambeau and Brooks Kopka, but with that leaked video and so on and so forth and all the back and forth between them, I'm just wondering how big a story that is in the general sports coverage in the U.S. at the moment, outside of the Golf Channel and so on. Is there that kind of interest where if these two guys are in the final group on Sunday, you've got record ratings for the U.S. Open? Oh, I think there's no doubt that'll be the yeah. case. Uh, I, I mean, it's to, to us who are a little more golf purists, we think it's kind of unfortunate. But uh, when you're trying to draw people in, who don't watch golf all the time, uh, yeah, that would be huge. I mean, there are people calling for them to be pairs in the first round. That would have been interesting. Um, but, um, you know, yeah, they should somehow make it together uh, on the weekend uh, contending. Uh, yeah, everybody's going to want to see that, and I think uh, everybody's going to be uh, be aware of it too because it's not just going to be the golf media that's going to be pointing this out. It's going to be ESPN. Um, in the local sports uh, media, everybody's going to be talking about that for sure. Because uh, while you know the, it, it's it's a little bit soap opera-ish, obviously, uh, you know people like a good uh, rivalry, and this would this would certainly create that. It's already been created. I'm not sure how much of a rivalry it is for 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 the two players, um, mm. to be honest with you. But just the fact that they've you know. That that has been uh, it's been so contested, and certainly the way it, it got uh, accelerated at Memorial, <laughs> with yeah. uh, you know, I mean, and we only had one of the players there. That's the amazing part about the whole thing, uh, and and the fans getting involved and everything else. So yeah, it it, it make for great TV, um, and and hopefully uh, maybe we'll see it. Who knows? Yeah, and maybe we need them to be like both. Brilliant players like Kupka's won four majors for God's sake, and right. you know the De- Shambo's the current U.S. Open champion. I don't mean to in any way downgrade them, but it probably needs both of them to be 
always contending, possibly like in you know top two or three in the world, always for it to be that next level, for it to be Tiger Phil, who never had that animosity between them, even though they might not have always loved each other. Um, you know, it, it never got to that level, but they were always the two best golfers, at least for a long period of time. So maybe it needs that. And when you look at the odds this week, Mike, John Ram, who who was second here earlier in the year and, and, and won a couple of years ago, is clear favourite at nine to one on Ladbrokes. But if you look at the next um, I think it's seven, eight, eight golfers on the uh, on the list here. You have Kopka and the Shambo both at fourteen. You have Dustin Johnson who hasn't been in great form at fourteen. You have Marikawa at sixteen. Jordan Spieth at sixteen. Justin Thomas at sixteen. Rory McIlroy who we'll end up talking about no doubt in his you know never uh, never ending non return to form as well as at sixteen and Xander Schauffele at sixteen as well. That's between fourteen and sixteen to one eight golfers and that they're you know second and whatever it is fifth favorites that's an unbelievable list and just shows you that nobody is quite grasping that this year quite taking that mantle of who is going to take or who's going to be the next superstar in the game and i'm just wondering do you think it's like how much does golf need that one or two players to be dominating the game because when i'm watching and when i'm actually like paying attention to be honest having it that open and there is kind of like eight or ten guys who can win any week is an interesting thing in itself if they're always kind of from that similar pool of great players. But I don't know if it's a if it's a simple enough story to grab the attention of the of the world. Yeah, I, I think you hit on it. The, the hardcore golfer loves that it's up in the air. And I mean, guys like myself, I'm intrigued by it. I mean, because I because it's really hard to predict, and you and you don't have that that one guy. So it, to me, it's very interesting. But I think to your casual sports fan who only tunes into the majors of golf and otherwise doesn't really follow it all that closely. They need somebody they can hang their hat on, whether it was Tiger Woods or Phil Mickelson or back in the day, Jack Nicklaus or, or Lee Trevino, or, you know, you need those, you, you need those guys to draw in the non hardcore golf, golf fans. And, uh, and, and what you just alluded to that, that, that the little feud with uh, DeChambeau and, and Brooks, I mean, that's, you know, that's what's going to draw people in at the moment. Uh, I, but, you know, the other thing that's going to draw them into this one, I think, is I think everybody wants to see how Phil Mickelson will do. Yeah. Uh, because that came out of nowhere. And he looked, you know, it. I mean, I think people forget. I mean, this guy was two or three over par through the first few holes of that tournament and then just turned it on. So, mm. you know, he's definitely going to be one of the people to watch at, at basically what is a home course for him. Uh, and, and, we'll, and we'll see how he does. But. So you've got that aspect of it. Certainly not a dominant player uh, with, you know, just the one surprise major out of nowhere. But, uh, uh, you know, but uh, you're right. I mean, it, it would be nice to get somebody who's really on form for a while and looks like the favorite week in and week out. That way you have your, you know, your uh, David and Goliath scenario where, yeah. uh, and again, go back to 2008. That's exactly what that was. I mean, whether you wanted Tiger to win or whether you wanted to see Rocco pull off the upset, um, it was it was great TV. It was great theater. Yeah, absolutely. And it'll be interesting to see what happens this week. But we're going to talk about some of the contenders. Um, you know, we obviously mentioned a few of them. Just wondering how much you think course form matters here. We mentioned Ram. I 
main reason I would think he's favoured. He's obviously in good form as well, but he won it four years ago. He was second to Patrick Reed this year. Um, Mark Leishman has won here. Jason Day has won twice, not in great form in general. Grant Snedeker has won twice, um, but gone back a couple of years. Um, Bubba Watson, that's in the last 10 years. And just one name in there. The reason I mentioned course form is because Tiger Woods has won the Farmers Insurance seven times. He's won a Tory Pines eight times. He had just completed either three or four in a row of the Farmers Insurance in 2008 when he went on to win the US Open. US Open, a lot of rough, very, very difficult. They will set, the USGA will set up this course in a way that anyone who hasn't played in 2008 will have never seen Tory Pines like it before. But still, Tiger's performance at least would suggest that course form matters around here. Yeah, I mean, but, but Tiger's unique. Um, <laughs> I, I, think that's, I think that's true. Um, but if, if you talk to anybody, like you just said, uh, playing it in the Farmers Insurance Open and playing a U.S. Open, fairways are much narrower. The, uh, the rough is uh, thicker, deeper, much more difficult during the U.S. Open, obviously. Um, so it's it's it, it it's the same golf course, but it's a different golf course. That's kind of why I like guys that are really good tee to green. I think that's why I think Morikawa has Morikawa has an outside shot to win this thing because you know keeping it in the fairway is huge. Mm. Um, but on the other hand, when you got deep rough like that, being able to bomb and gouge could pay dividends as well. So um, you know that's where you could see a Bryson DeChambeau or. A Dustin Johnson, perhaps, if he figures it out uh, this week. Um, you know, anybody who's who's strong and can really can, can hit the tee ball far and, and doesn't have a big problem getting it out of the rough. But I think it's going to be a big problem. If you're in that. If you're living in the rough. You're not going to win. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, you might be able to get away with it once or twice. Is right. it a, like for those of us who don't know it that too well and don't remember maybe the ins and outs of 2008 other than the, the storyline, is it a good golf course for a US Open? Is it is it suited for that, get you in real trouble if you're too far off line um, course for that? Yeah, I think it is. I mean, uh, I don't remember exactly what the what the, what the uh, leaders were when they went to the playoff, but it wasn't a lot under par, that's for sure. Uh, not like it is for the Farmers Insurance Open. Mm. Uh, so, you know, I mean, honestly, you can almost take any PGA Tour course. The U.S. Open, the, the USGA can get a hold of it, narrow the fairways, grow the rough, get the get the greens look kind of crusty. And and in this case with Torrey Pines, those are those are Poana greens. Um, so you know, it's you better be hitting it fairly close because it's going to be hard to make a lot of putts out there. Um, okay. You're going to need a little luck on your side because Poana's bumpy. Obviously, it's it's not uh, you know it's not like putting on bent grass or even some of the the really good uh, hybrid Bermudas now. Um, so you know there's a there's a lot of factors involved, uh, and then, you know and it's it's by the ocean, so you you could get wind out there. Although I think the weather's going to be pretty good, and um, you know I mean you know, for the PGA the weather was actually outstanding. So. Mm. You just never know what you're going to get by the coast, but um, but I'm guessing the weather's not going to be too difficult for them. I haven't totally looked at the weather forecast, but San Diego's best weather in the world. So <laughs> I would expect it to be uh, pretty good conditions for certainly most of the rounds. Uh, but the course itself, yeah, they can they they can make that setup very difficult. Those greens are perched, uh, you know, so they're not easy to hit. Um, you know, so the guys that can hit those greens and stay out of trouble, they're going to have a chance. 
Yeah. The only downside of a San Diego US Open, Mike, is a bloody late nights for us over in Ireland, I have to say. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Hey, you, you, even here, right? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. You mentioned um, we talked a little bit about uh, we talked a good bit about Rory, and I, I feel like it's same old, same old. A little, you know, before, and you know, he could come into form, and there's definitely no writing him off. But you know, it's wait and see a little bit. Can I ask you a little bit about Shane Lowry? Um, obviously, being parochial here and, and mentioning you know uh, an Irish guy, but his form has just again. It's almost even improved since the last time we spoke, but it's again just maybe that like one bit of luck or maybe two holes around just right. where a putt falls that he feels like he's playing the kind of golf to me anyway that can win tournaments. Would you agree with that from a, more of an outsider looking in? Yeah, totally. And and I had Shane uh, at the PGA in, in my in my uh, in my pool, mm. um, you know, and and he. You know, he played well there. I mean, he, he had a chance to get into contention, certainly. And, and uh, you know, so I don't, I don't know what it takes. You're right. I mean, you can't have those bad holes, basically. I mean, you certainly can't have more than about one. Um, you know, so, I mean, he looks good. He looks really good, like 95% of the time. So, you know, he's a guy that could certainly break through. He's a big, strong fellow who could, who you know, who can recover from the rough. And I think he has a... a wonderful touch around the greens and he's a pretty good putter and you know so it wouldn't shock me if he was right there um mm. and he's been playing well for a while now you're exactly right let's hear about you yeah who you've got in the famous pools mike because this is uh this has done very well for us over the years as you mentioned lowry that was in the money last time um we had a very very good masters as well uh picking Hideki yes. matsuyama um who have we got this week? Um, I know you already mentioned Morikawa as one of the more favored players, but a couple of outsiders as well. Well, I mean, it, it, let me go back to the, some of the favorites. I, I really like Patrick Reed here. Um, okay. You know, he even though I don't put a ton of stock into to what they do at Torrey Pines, he, like you said, you can't ignore it. And, uh, you know, he, he, he won there most recently. Um, there was a little controversy there in that as well, I believe. But uh, yeah, I mean, Reed and controversy, Mike. Surely, yeah, that wouldn't but, be like uh, him at all. But you can't take you can't take uh, his skills are fantastic, and no, it, no. he looked really good on that golf course. And he's a guy that doesn't let outside noise bother him. Um, so you know, he's not a choker, that's for sure. And and he, I think he will contend there. Um, you know, I I like Will Zalatoris. Um, he's really been playing well. He's a great ball striker. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm waiting for this kid to break through. I mean, he kind of came out of nowhere this year mm. and, uh, he's been doing it week in and week out. I think he's, uh, like second, third and top 10 finishes on the PGA tour. So he's been very consistent. I would be very surprised. Very good performance. And another guy I kind of like is, uh, Corey Connors, um, really good ball striker very good iron player so um you know a guy like that could uh, uh could, could hit a lot of greens and, and and be right there as well so those are kind of there's a couple of outsiders that i like and uh, oh maybe paul casey um, oh, you know yeah. he's still he's still playing very well in his career and uh he's always played well in u.s opens and majors for that matter um you know and and he's getting into that part you know he's getting to that 
that age where you don't know how many good years he's got left, but, um, you know, he seems that he still hits the ball very well. He's still, all aspects of his game are good and he's a very consistent player. So that's what you want to see at a U.S. Open. So, um, I certainly wouldn't be surprised, uh, to see him play very well, but, uh, mm. you know, going back to all those guys that are 16 to one and yeah, any one of them could, could find the magic this week. Who knows who it's going to be? Um, but I, I, I wouldn't be jumping on Dustin or even Bryson DeChambeau or, uh, you know, Brooks. I mean, a lot of these guys uh, are showing flashes in one round, but they seem to fade back. And, you know, we saw what Brooks did in the final round of the PGA. Not saying he's not going to, he's going to repeat that again, but that was a, you know, honestly, it was a very disappointing final round. Yeah, absolutely. Um, for, just going back, very briefly to mention Paul Casey there, it just occurred to me when you were saying it that he's had one of the weirder careers that I can remember. I know guys come up and down in form, but Casey had this thing where he was the next big thing, disappeared off the face of the earth for his prime years, and then in his late 30s made this comeback to this being incredibly consistent golfer in major tournaments where he feels like he's going to finish in the top five every time. And it's like you feel like, oh, God, where were you when you were between 28 and 35, you know? Yeah, I, I watched him win here in Houston years and years ago and thought the same thing. Thought, well, this guy's, you know, I mean, he's he's destined to do great things. And you're right, he kind of disappeared. Um, you know, they, they talk about golfers a lot of times, though, reaching their peak in their, in their mid-30s. And, mm. you know, maybe that's the case with him. Um, who knows what goes on with these, you know, no, they, they do well in their twenties, they get a little money and, you know, maybe they lose some of their dedication. And as they, as they look like they're going to lose their card, um, get rededicated, get with another coach and, you know, and find their game again, because the, the line is so fine between winning and contending and just kind of struggling to, to make it, you know, and, and, uh, you know, there comes a time in everybody's life, no matter what your career is, you, you feel like you, you know, you get a little later in it, you got to push it a little. And that's, I, you know, I think that's probably what happened with him. Yeah. Well, he's had a great career as well. It's just kind of one of those oh, things yeah. that you feel like there could have been a major or two. Well, we've got, um, we've got five golfers here, uh, Mike, that you've gone for. Morikawa at 16 to 1, Patrick Reed at 25 to 1, Will Zalatoris 33 to 1, Paul Casey 40 to 1, and, and, um, and Connors at uh, 40, Corey Connors at 45 to 1. Um, all on labbrooks.com, those prices, of course. If any of them come off, I think we'll be doing okay and we'll cover the rest of them. So, uh, Mike, enjoy the US Open. Hopefully, regardless of be it Phil or DJ or Corey Connors, whoever it is, seeing crowds back at the PGA and they went a little bit crazy on the 18th, let's face it, when Phil won. But at the same time, it just felt like there was a bit of life back in golf and in sport and it was a it was a, a real tonic i would say and it feels like we're getting more and more of that every week so hopefully it's an enjoyable us open this weekend i i think it'll be fantastic can't wait to see it thanks so much for joining us mike um brilliant stuff from mike there you can watch the us open of course from thursday and of course if you have having a bet on it on labrooks.com of course please do gamble responsibly and visit dunlouis.net for more information we'll be back um tomorrow with a special euro show euro balls with gabby agbonlahor and kevin doyle be looking ahead to the england scotland game so we'll talk to you then tomorrow evening